The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. It happened, folks. It happened. It happened in the goddamn middle of the night, too. Goodness gracious, I woke up to go pee at around 6.30 in the morning, and I saw it. This is the bomb. This is the sound of the Shams bomb. Shams dropped that James Harden was finally traded. Ugh. It's happening. Uh, we'll break down the details of that, which I am absolutely fired up about. We'll get into this episode's what the fuck moment in Blue Devils, Cooper Flag. If you don't know who he is, it's okay. No one really does unless they're a hoop head. And finally, I'll look at who's hot and who's cold in the league. Then we have a nice interview with Sam Vecini. Now, let's get into it, William. Drop that generic ass beat that should be Rihanna. We're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in. To the Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick. The best podcast covering all the drama around the association. You know there's only one thing I'm fired up about today. Goodness. The Sixers have finally traded James Harden, but more importantly, the Clippers have traded for James Harden. Oh, God. They did it, too, for a box of spare parts. Not really a box of spare parts, but like no Terrence Mann. They kept saying, oh, oh, we need Terrence Mann in the deal. We need him. And if we don't get him, you're not getting him. And guess what? That was a lie. That was a big fat lie. The 76ers send Harden, P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker? Wow. And uh, the guy who's really not being discussed in this at all is Philippe Petrozev. To the Clippers. Uh, nobody's messing around with him. Marcus Morris, uh, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, son of Kenyon Martin. A 2028 unprotected first-round pick. Two second-round picks. A 2029 pick swap, and a, which is an OKC first-round pick. Oh, OKC's first-round pick that it's actually the Clippers. So four role players. Two not very valuable first. Two second-round picks. So much for Daryl Morey being like, I am getting what I want. I will get back a star player. You better hope you can turn all that into a star player. So many thoughts. I am fired up. I am just absolutely livid for one thing, that they would do this in the middle of the night. Like, how dare they? Honestly. Can we not sleep in peace in October? I, I get that it happens during the deadline. I get that. I expect that. But in October... Folks, please, secondarily, do not be coming into my mention being like, oh, James Harden gets what he wants and Dame Lillard doesn't, and that's why Dame Lillard got fucked by the Blazers. That's just not true. 
So back to the trade. I don't know what to make of it. I can see how it makes sense for both sides. At various times, this trade makes sense for the Clippers. And then at other times, I'm like, oh, yeah, I get what the Sixers are doing. This is a, it's like, oh, yeah, like Clippers get P.J. Tucker. They don't have to give up that much. They don't have to give up Terrence Mann. P.J. Tucker's a nice piece. He's been in a bunch of finals, won a championship, hard rock. Like, he's good. I like P.J. Tucker. You get James Harden. Clippers have never had a guy who's a point guard who's gotten more than six assists a game. This makes sense for them. Yeah. And then other times I'm like, man, like, Sixers get all those pieces, huh? All those picks for a guy who's never going to play a game for them? Like, that makes sense. They get rid of P.J. Tucker's contract. Like, they have cap space. It's like that art piece. You know those art pieces that you see and you're like, you, you squint and it's a wrinkled old woman. You're like, oh, yeah, it's a wrinkled old woman. There's something else there. Then you squint again and it's just a big old pair of titties. Like, that's what it is. It's like, is it? <laughs> which one is it? Is it the old woman? Is it the titties? Is it both? Is it neither? I don't know. It's like the magic eye trade of the NBA. It's simultaneously great for both teams and simultaneously good for neither team. And simultaneously one team got fucked and I don't know who it is. <laughs> the Clippers, though, for my, I guess, skepticism, the Clippers were playing pretty damn well with Russ as a starter. We know Russ likes being starter. He's, uh, he's one of the guys who was on our, on our hot report before this thing even happened. Shooting over 60% from the field, Russell Westbrook. So you add a heart into the mix. How does that work? How's that going to go? They've already played on two teams together. Alert, alert, if you don't remember, did not go great. Did not go great. The whole reason that Harden left Houston to begin with is because he and Russ flamed the fuck out. And by the way, that was Daryl Morey architecting a team that would fit around them. And guess what? It did not work. How does it work now? that they're in complementary roles. Where does Russell Westbrook fit? They can't be on the floor at the same time. We know that if they're on the floor at the same time, the one that doesn't have the ball just stands there fucking around with the spacing. So does Russ now go to the bench? We know how much he loves coming off the bench. Ask, uh, go back to all those Laker moments where he was very unhappy. On top of that, like, the Clippers are just getting their own first-round picks back after that awful SGA trade to get Paul George. And now that they get first-round picks, they just deal them for a guy who's on an expiring contract and looks kind of washed. On a team that's like, I don't know how any of these players are going to be. Like, none of them play 70 games. None of them are going to even qualify for the 65-game requirement of, a, of an NBA award. Here's what the next five years of draft picks look like for our Clippers. 24 draft pick first to OKC. 25, swap with OKC. 26 to OKC. 27, swap with OKC. 28 to Philly. 29, swap with Philly. These are not serious people, these Clippers. I hate to say it, but I feel like Jerry West is either not being allowed to do his job or he's just not doing his job well. <sighs> so I guess you think this is the last chance that the Clippers can... Really be a contender. The last what-if moment. You give PG a ball handler that's not Reggie Jackson or Terrence Mann or Bones Highland. I mean, certainly James Harden's better than them. But, like, how much? You know, 
How much? In the playoffs, what's he going to be? At first, it was like, oh, yeah, Clippers got a lot better. And then it's like, oh, is this the titties thing or is it the old woman thing? I don't know. Just feels like a lot of commotion, right? Feels like a lot had to happen in order for them to obviously get bounced out of the first round, the second round. Probably by Luka. For the Sixers, it's like, yeah, you get a couple of first-round picks. Not great, better than nothing. Guy wasn't ever going to play for you. You get Batum's a really good point-of-attack defender. You could probably package him to a contender. Who knows? K.J. Martin, good young player. Marcus Morris, he's a hard rock. Rocco comes back to the place where it all began. Is it, is it the woman or is it the titties? I don't know. Drama is over. You're going to be able to package it for something usable, maybe. I don't know. You got, a lot of, you got a lot of cap space. All of that to say, it's like, the, it's like Harden's kind of like a boat. The best days of having a boat are the, are the day that you buy one and the day that you sell one. That's James Harden. So the drama is now over with Harden and Philly, but the question remains. How long until the Clippers get buyer's remorse? Because I'm guessing the over-under on that is... Four and a half months. Five and a half months. We'll call it the playoffs. Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight, textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. Let's move on. What the fuck is going on with Cooper Flag? With this Cooper Flag kit? Every day in the NBA, I feel there's this what the fuck moment. I actually just had a production meeting about the what the fuck segment. And it was like, well, you know, probably can't do what the fuck every episode. In the back of my mind, I'm like, you're clearly not an NBA fan. <laughs> like, you clearly don't know. Because sometimes we can have three in a segment. It could have been what the fuck Clippers, what the fuck Sixers, what the fuck Duke, what the fuck Cooper Flag. We're just going to keep it to Cooper Flag, though. Who is he? If you don't know him, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Because it's, you know, you're not in the recruiting cesspool. You know, you're not in the AAU circuits and the Jonathan Gavonis, Javonis, you know? You're not looking at Draft Express. You're not looking at YouTube highlights of Maine, the Maine White Claws or whatever the fuck his team is. It's okay. In 18 months, you'll know all about him. There's going to be a ton of outlets saying that Cooper Flags is the next thing, is the next best thing since sliced white Wonder Bread. And he is Wonder Bread, boy, I tell you that. 6'8", 16-year-old wing from Maine, many people think is him. Recruitment was a big deal. Where is he going to go to school? Where is he going to go to school? Is he going to reclassify? Is he going to try to enter the draft? Is he going to go G League Ignite? Wherever he landed was going to get the number one coveted recruiting class in college hoops. Did I also mention that Cooper Flagg was whitey? Um, of course he's white, white, of course. His name is Cooper. His first name is Cooper. And, and uh, 
I didn't have to tell you that, though, did I? Like, let's be real. There's not a, a guy with a first name Cooper that's ever been anything but white. If you can find one. The only Coopers I know are either white or uh, golden retrievers. <laughs> Those are the type of dogs that love the water. We're not done, though. There hasn't been an American-born white player that has been selected number one since, you might be thinking, you might be thinking, who else? Who else? Bill Walton. It's not him. It's Kent fucking Benson in 1977. Nope, you don't know him. I don't know him. I had to do, do a little, get into the lab research. So pop quiz time. Number one hyped wing, white boy, best next thing, blah, 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 going to be first overall in the NBA draft. Where do you think he decided to go to school? Think it was Grambling? Think it was Kentucky? Think it was Louisville? You know where the fuck Cooper Flag decided to go to school, don't you? You know, you know where he went to school. If you follow basketball, you know, you know. Say it. Just say it for me. Just say it for me. It's Duke. You know there was no other place on the planet Earth that he could go other than Duke. The pipeline is intact, even after Coach K. But that's not the what the fuck moment. Cooper Flag going to Duke was obvious, right? It's obvious. But the what the fuck started with the cover magazine slam where Cooper Flag is right there, sitting there on the cover. Go ahead and Google it. I'll wait. You have to see it. There's nothing untoward at first glance with it, right? It's like, oh, yeah, he's posing on the cover. He's got his little finger in his jersey. Like, oh, yeah, what's up? I'm Cooper Flag. I'm going to Duke. And then, then you look at the bottom, and it says, Cooper Flag pledges his allegiance to the Brotherhood. Duke? Duke the Brotherhood? What kind of brotherhood are we talking about, huh? What the fuck, Slam? What the fuck? If that's not enough to be like, I don't know, that's racist. Uh, if that's not enough for you to be like, I don't know about this, go ahead. Click over to the Duke basketball Instagram page. Where do you find? You find Cooper Flag standing in the dark with a pitchfork in his hand that's on fire! That's on fucking fire! You can't make it up. You cannot make it up. What the fuck, Duke? What are you doing? What is happening right now? White player, dark gym, burning pitchfork. My first question was, who approved this? Who'd you run this through? Who decided yes? What were the ideas you turned down? It's like Cooper Flag holds a noose. Like, what are we doing? This is horrible. Like, we can't do that. This is insane. This is literally insane. Do you guys want to make Cooper Flag the most unpopular number one pick we've seen? It's not Cooper Flag's fault either. I like Cooper Flag. It's like the first thing's like, oh, that's bad. The second thing is like, oh, that's Charlottesville. Oh, I get it. Like, they had to say, hey, Cooper, pose with your arm out. Why? Because we're going to Photoshop you with a pitchfork that's on fire. And he had to be like, cool. The whole thing's bizarre. It really is. This is one of those things where he's going to be like in 10 years from now. Yeah, like 
hindsight, probably not great. You know, probably not an ideal uh, first, like, entrance to the world. Highlight reels are amazing. There's been a lot of college and high school phenoms that haven't been NBA pros, right? He could very well be an all-star. I like Cooper Flagg. I've done a bunch of, oh, shit, Cooper Flagg is him moments at the crib by myself at 2 a.m. when I'm laying in bed. Is he him? I don't know. But I tell you what, how this is being handled, it's not great. It's not great. A lot of landmines out there. Hopefully Cooper Flagg doesn't get caught by any shrapnel. All of that to say, what the fuck were they doing with the Cooper Flagg rollout? Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.